Welcome to Watershed's November podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the head of programme here at Watershed. When cinema was born, just over 100 years ago, its two great creative strengths were immediately apparent. First, its ability to record and represent reality. Indeed, it is thought that the roots of the moving image came about as a result of trying to prove whether when a horse was running, all its hooves were at one point off the ground. Pioneering photographer Edward Moybridge, supported by wealthy businessman and horse breeder Leyland Stanford, set up a series of stills cameras in Stanford's racetrack in California. Fine silk threads ran across the course. The horse triggered the shutters as it passed by. The resulting series of images revealed that indeed the horse did at one point have all fours off the ground. An equally significant, if not more momentous, byproduct was that these images had also captured movement over real time, a precursor for cinema. This ability of the camera to capture the real event was at the core of one strand of the new medium's potential. Capturing these images together in one continuous mechanism and then projecting them began to attract attention. I'm not going to reignite the debate over who or where cinema was invented, but jumping over to France, the Lumiere brothers were experimenting with this new technology. Their experiments involved capturing real events, actuality films as they have been called. The most dramatic was a train arriving at a station, which according to legend had, when projected, audiences heading for the exits, thinking that the real train was about to come through the screen. Other actuality films included workers leaving the factory. In the UK, the Blackburn-based Michelin Kenyan film company were going into towns, recording real events during the day, and in the evening playing them in fairground tents, town halls and music halls, under the slogans like See yourselves as others see you. Early examples of documentary as entertainment, a precursor perhaps of television's fascination, obsession with, in quotes, real people's lives. The other unique creative strength of the new medium of moving image used the prerequisite of frame by frame to the complete opposite effect. Rather than capture reality, if those frames could be manipulated, then all sorts of fantastical things could happen. One of the early pioneers of this was the Frenchman Georges Millet. Millet was a theatrical showman and interested in illusion and magic tricks and was in the audience in December 1895 when the Lumiere brothers unveiled their moving image spectacle. Melee got his hand on a camera and started filming himself. Again, as legend has it, when he was filming a street scene, the mechanism stuck. He fixed it and continued filming. The printed and screened results showed people and objects to have magically disappeared, or appeared, or changed into other things. Melee, being a showman and illusionist, jumped at this potential, and where others were showing the everyday, he ended up taking audiences to the moon. Animation was born, and with it, the documentary potential of cinema had a playful twin, illusion. I recount this because, as these parallel creative urges of cinema established themselves as documentary and fiction, live action and animation, they seemed destined never to meet. However, it seems to me in recent times an interesting convergence has taken place which blurs those boundaries to powerful effect. 
The new feature film, Waltz with Bashir, has been described as the first feature-length animated documentary. One night at a bar, an old friend tells director Ari Foleman about a recurring nightmare in which he is chased by 26 vicious dogs. The two men conclude that there is a connection to the Israeli army invasion in the First Lebanon War of the early 80s, where the Israeli army invaded South Lebanon. Ari is surprised that he cannot remember a thing about that period in his life. He decides to meet and interview old friends and comrades around the world. He needs to discover the truth about the time and about himself. As Ari delves deeper and deeper into the mystery, his memory begins to creep up in surreal images. The use of animation allows the director to heighten the nightmare, chaos and surrealism of the war to remarkably powerful effect and to capture the peculiar fragility and terrifying reality of memory. There is also a firm grounding in the real consequences of war which makes for emotional viewing. Waltz with Bashir has an advanced preview as part of the Encounter Short Film Festival on Tuesday the 18th of November before opening at Watershed on Friday the 21st of November. In a way, animation is delivering fully on founding father of the documentary movement, John Grierson's dictum that documentary is the creative manipulation of reality. There are a couple of excellent short films in this year's festival which use animation to convey a strong message more associated with the documentary. In the Southwest programme, Sarah Cox's Don't Let It Unravel is an animated plea to stop the self-destruction of the planet. Lindsay Knight's Not For Good in Best of British Programme 3 tells of the plight of 16-year-old Jessica kicked out of her home after a family argument. Rather than detract from the seriousness of her story, the animation gives the film added emotional weight and authority. Eamon Little's Nobody Home, shown in the Irish Shorts retrospective programme, is a fine example of the manipulation of the stop frame discovered by Melie. As I hinted at the beginning, the birth of cinema is still a contentious subject, and the great thing is that work is still being discovered which adds to our understanding of how the medium developed. There is a focus this year at Encounters on Russian animation, and a rare opportunity to discover the work of Russian pioneer Alexander Shiryav. Shiryav was born in 1867 and died in 1942. He was leading character dancer and ballet master at the Imperial Ballet Theatre in St Petersburg. However, between 1905 and 1909, he experimented with film to explore body movement and record dancers' movements along the lines of Moybridge's studies. He also explored movement through the use of puppet animation. His work is a revelation, and following its restoration and premiere at Pordenone's Giornate del Cinema Muto in Italy, some of the work will be screened on Wednesday the 19th of November, introduced by Hardman Animation's very own pioneer of stop frame, Peter Lord. For more information on Encounters, go to encounters-festival.org.uk. To view some of the Moybridge experiments, go to en.wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash Moybridge. To view some of the Michelin Kenyan work and find out more, go to bfi.org.uk forward slash features, forward slash MK. That's all for this month.